Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifest more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to a brand new week. I have got a special episode for you for this week. We have put together the best of clips from my podcast episodes over the last few years Um, and I thought this would be a really good way to recap on some of the nuggets of wisdom that I have shared on this podcast and I just wanted to take this moment as well to just thank you for being a listener. Thank you for your continued support over the past few years. I absolutely love creating this podcast for you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode, ladies, and I will catch you on the next episode. Now, what does self-love have to do with manifesting? Well, it in fact has everything to do with manifesting because we are the product of our thoughts and our beliefs. So what we experience in our physical world is dependent on what we believe about ourselves. So if we believe we are not worthy of receiving something, we are unlikely to then manifest it into our life. If we believe that we don't deserve something, whether that's we don't believe we deserve success, we don't believe we deserve to be rich, we're going to really struggle to actually manifest the physical presence of that thing. And here's the thing about manifesting and the law of attraction. We get and we attract into our life what we believe we deserve, what we believe we are worthy of. So our beliefs are always going to be mirrored back to us in our physical reality. And so this is why self-love is so important, because if you have these negative beliefs about yourself, they're always going to be reinforced by your physical world. You're going to see them mirrored back to you in your physical world by the people you experience, um, the things you experience, the things that you manifest into your life. And what was really interesting as well is that I saw a direct correlation between my sense of worth and my financial situation. So our sense of worth or self-worth is a direct reflection of our net worth. And what was really interesting was that when my self-worth was at an all-time low, so were my finances. So I had managed to accumulate a pretty significant amount of debt, um, mainly on shopping for things that I don't even now remember spending my money on. And a part of me was wanting to numb the pain that I was feeling, that feeling of not being enough, the feeling of low self-worth, you know, that lack of confidence in in myself and, and my abilities and the pain that I was feeling from a relationship that wasn't serving me. So shopping was my, my emotional escape. And obviously that led to me then accumulating a pretty significant amount of debt but it was all interlinked. My sense of worth was having this direct impact on my finances. Then when it came to actually starting my business and manifesting money into my life and changing my finances, a lot of that required me to really strengthen my self-worth. A lot of that work that I did to change my financial reality was all to do with 
changing my beliefs about myself and what I was worth and what I was capable of and what I deserved. Because again, like if you believe you don't deserve something, if you believe you don't deserve to be wealthy or you don't deserve to be successful or you're not worthy or capable of being successful, then again, that's what you're going to experience in your physical world. Whatever you focus on is going to expand. And I know this, yet so often it's difficult to just bring this into your everyday life. Often we gravitate to what we don't want, right? We start thinking about outcomes that we don't want. Imagine, let's say you've got something that you want to achieve in your life. And what if you knew with every inch of your being that you were going to succeed at that? How would you show up today differently for that goal? How would you show up differently? How much more confident would you be? How much more would you enjoy the process, perhaps, if you knew that failure wasn't an option, if you knew already that it was a done deal? And that is, again, the beauty of using visualization is you're telling your subconscious mind, this is already done. This has already happened, okay? And you start to show up as a product of that subconscious mind. Remember how we act and how we present ourselves to the world and the decisions we make, 90% is a product of our subconscious, okay? It's our subconscious programming. It's what our subconscious mind is telling us. If your subconscious mind is saying, you've already experienced this, you already are successful, you already you know, have got a client that said yes to you, You've already done this before and have been, you know, successful at it. You've already achieved this goal. When you start to do it again in the future, you know, in your real life, you start to do it. Your subconscious mind, you know, it's telling you it's already done. You're going to be so much more confident and so much more self-assured stepping into that. Okay, so whatever you are focusing on, you are going to create. So this is why you need to be so mindful of what you are thinking. When you just let your brain go to whatever, it's going to start gravitating towards the negative, right? You know, we know this. We know more often than not, if we think about something that we want to achieve, we're perhaps going to give more focus on that not working or what could go wrong versus what could go right. And it's so simple, when you realize this, like getting what you want can be as easy as just thinking about what you want. Life can become easy. Life can become so joyful without you really needing to do all that much. (laughs) Okay. When it comes to manifesting, being able to emotionally connect with joy, with pleasure, with, you know, our desires and to be in this really positive vibrational space that is key to manifesting more of the good stuff. And so when we numb our emotions, we're not just numbing those negative emotions, we're also cutting ourselves off from the full breadth of the positive emotions too. I believe that a big reason why we are perhaps so afraid of our emotions is because for the majority of us, we are brought into a very much a masculine society where the masculine energy has been at the forefront, Um, especially, I guess, if you've experienced the corporate world. So I definitely saw this in the corporate world where emotions were almost seen as a bad thing. And maybe you've been taught this. It may be being, you know, something that you've learned from the people that raised you. Maybe you were brought up in a household where you were taught that 
it was bad to express your emotions. Maybe you were criticized for being too emotional. Um, I remember this one experience when I was in corporate and I remember having a conversation with somebody who had just been in a meeting with one of the bosses and in that meeting she started to cry and afterwards the boss pulled her aside and basically berated her for getting too emotional. He said, you know, this isn't professional, you shouldn't be acting in this way, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, breaking down and, and breaking down into tears, you know, it's really bad. And again, like this is often what is drummed into us, you know, when you're too emotional, that's that's wrong. You know, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be showing our emotions in this way. We should shut off our emotions. We need to remember though that being emotional is human. We are emotional human beings. Like this is completely natural for us. This is how, you know, nature has designed us. And when we go against nature, when we go against what nature has intended, we actually end up creating more resistance. So this is why often when we bury our emotions, when we push them below the surface and pretend they don't exist, we can actually do more harm than good. You know, we've got to go with what nature intended. But it's not only human to be emotional, but it's also feminine to be emotional as well. So everybody on this planet has a combination of both the masculine and the feminine energy. And because in of the society in which we've been raised, in which the masculine energy has very much been this dominant force, where it's all about, you know, working hard, getting things done, that competitive nature, and perhaps avoiding those emotions, because we've been brought up in that masculine energy, we sometimes rest too much in the masculine energy and neglect our feminine energy. And our feminine energy is our power, especially as women. Often we women, we don't embrace our feminine energy enough. And a big part of embracing that feminine energy is to acknowledge and embrace our emotions as well. There's almost this stigma around women being too emotional. Often you'll hear things like, oh, you know, she's hormonal, she's, you know, at the time of her month. Um, and we're almost um, kind of penalized for our emotions, again, as if they're a negative thing. And of course, if this is what is being drummed into us by society, like emotions are bad, like, you know, or she's a bit crazy, that one, or she's really, you know, hot-headed, or she's really fiery. Again, this is almost seen as a negative thing, but why? Why do these emotions have to come with such a stigma? Because when we are judging our emotions or as good or bad, when we give them this sort of, you know, positive or negative label, it can then almost feel as if some of your emotions come with a degree of shame. You know, when you experience a negative emotion or a bad emotion, there's perhaps a lot of shame around that, which can then even make the situation worse. But what I'd really love for you to consider today is that there is no good or bad. Um, and actually, I think this is the first lesson in embracing your emotions is to actually stop categorizing or judging your emotions as negative or positive and see them as simply guides to point you in the right direction, to give you a little signal on whether something is meant for you or whether something is not serving you. They are um, things that we should be use, using to guide us into our most authentic path. We let go of the labels we put on our emotions, the good the emotions or the bad emotions, it can be easier to actually embrace all of our emotions without denying you know, those emotions that 
typically we may have labelled as being bad emotions. Now, the way in which emotions play a role in the manifestation pro process is all to do with our energy. So we manifest based upon how we feel, based upon our own energetic frequency. And our emotions are a way of um, controlling our frequency. Our emotions are a way to check in and see what frequency we are vibrating at. So typically when we are feeling negative, when we are filled with all of that negative emotion, we are typically vibrating a, lo a lower frequency and are therefore going to manifest more low frequency things into our lives. And when we are vibrating at a higher frequency, when we've got positive emotions, we are much more likely to manifest more positive experiences into our lives. So it is, our emotions are important then for determining what we are going to manifest. So forgiveness as you would know forgiveness, as you would understand forgiveness, is basically about forgiving either yourself or somebody else for things that have happened in the past. So it might be something somebody has done to you, it might be you are blaming yourself for certain things and you're beating yourself up about certain things and you perhaps need to forgive yourself for that. We need to be able to forgive. Forgiveness is important because without it, we hold on to those negative emotions. We hold on to that blame. We hold on to that resentment, that frustration, maybe that's been caused by another person or by our own actions. Okay, and when it comes to manifesting, remember we manifest based around our energy. A large part of the manifestation process is energy work, right? Analyzing where you are at vibrationally and knowing that you are calling into your life the things that you're a vibrational match to. So if we think about those negative emotions, blame, resentment, guilt, you know, frustration, those are very much low vibe frequencies. And if we're holding on to those things, they can cause us to actually block positive things from showing up into our life. Or we may see a pattern where we're repeating the same things, where we can see the same things manifesting into our lives. And it's because we've not released fully from our past. So a really good example of this, this was a client that I was working with um, a couple of years back now, and she kept seeing the same pattern in her life of guys that were basically that were ghosting her. So she was, one of the things that she was trying to call in was this soulmate relationship, you know, a relationship, a person that she really loved that she could, you know, spend the rest of her life with. And she kept seeing this same pattern play out where she'd meet somebody, things would go well for a short period of time and then she'd get ghosted okay she'd get ghosted and she would get them very angry with that person and she'd get very upset and she'd sort of question you know what is wrong with me but this same pattern kept playing out and playing out and here's the thing with negative unwanted manifestations sometimes it's a bitter pill to swallow but often without perhaps realizing it, perhaps, you know, it's often a subconscious thing, but we are often responsible for these negative manifestations. And, and again, you know, it's a bitter pill to swallow. You know, we don't want to be told that, well, you are playing a role in this. 
sometimes it's easier to take that victim mentality and say, you know, why is this happening to me? And this person's a bad person and they've done this to me without accepting that some of what we manifest, a lot of what we manifest can be based upon our own vibration, our own energy, our own beliefs. And whilst that might be difficult to take, it also gives you power as well. Because if you are partly responsible for what's happening in your life, you then have the power to change it, right? When you're stuck in that victim mentality, you're then powerless to your circumstances. You're powerless. It's like your people around you or the circumstances are dictating your life. But when you're saying and accepting that it's my beliefs, my energy that's creating this, you then with that power can change things. Anyway, I'm digressing a little bit. Coming back to this, this, this client that I had, she had this pattern. And when we started to explore, you know, why she was really struggling to, to manifest what she wanted, this, this loving soulmate, we realized that there was a lot of, a lot of blame and a lot of resentment that she was holding onto from these previous relationships. Okay. And because she wasn't letting that go, she was focusing on that. She was focusing on blaming, you know, guys that she dated previously and getting angry at them because she wasn't letting that go and focusing on it. She was creating more of it. Remember what you focus on expands. So if you're looking back and looking at all of the things that have gone wrong and getting angry and frustrated about that, Yes, it might feel a bit of a, you know, a, a cathartic release at some point to get angry and to, you know, have those emotions. And there's definitely space for those emotions, you know, to, to come up and for you to express them and to release them. But you don't want to be dwelling on them because the more you dwell on something you don't want, the more you're going to call in that thing. So in this client's situation, she was focusing on, oh, that guy did this to me. What, what was then happening? She was seeing the next guy doing exactly the same thing. So this is where um, forgiveness then came into the process. We used forgiveness as a way for her to really acknowledge, but just really release herself, free herself from the pain that other guys had previously caused. Forgiving them, letting go of that, just forgiving them and getting over it and being at peace with what they had done to her so that she could move forwards. And once she started incorporating this into her routine and um, bringing forgiveness you know, as part of her rituals, she really started to see a shift. I'm very mindful now when I consume something, I ask myself, is this intentional? Am I making an intentional decision here to watch this or consume this? Or is it just something that I'm absorbing without even thinking about it? So that would be the first question I ask myself. And that's really important because so often it's very easy to just not really think about what we're consuming. You know, especially at the end of the day, if you're tired, it's so easy to just flick on a TV program without really thinking about it. And you kind of just zone out, right? You know, you just mindlessly consume whatever it is that you're watching. And that can be fine. It can be, you know, for some people, it's a way to relax. But you have to be really careful, like, because whatever you are consuming, 
especially if it's something that's late at night. Um, Because as we are either going to sleep or as we are gradually waking up in the morning, our brain is entering into a a theta state whereby you become very, very receptive to whatever it is that you're consuming. Okay, that's where your brain becomes more malleable. And why that's important is, let's say you're watching something pretty negative or reading something negative just before you go to bed or just as you wake up in the morning, that's going to have a more profound impact on your thoughts um, because your thoughts are more susceptible. Um, Those things are going to be absorbed by your subconscious mind. And whatever goes into your subconscious, you are going to start seeing that reflected back to you in your reality. Okay, so if you are consuming lots of negative content just before you go to bed, you're going to start to feel more negative. You're going to start to see negative things show up in your life. So it's really important you are mindful about what am I consuming, okay? And give up the things that do not serve you. Give up consuming the TV shows, the books, whatever it is, um, okay? And so... Yeah, there's there's a few reasons why you'd give up things like, you know, TV, you know, it could be just to create more space in your day for the things that, you know, want you want to be a priority. So maybe you're starting a business, but it's also about, you know, cutting out that negative dialogue from your life as much as possible. Um, okay, let's move on then to something else that I have given up um, as part of me becoming successful and as part of me, you know, really being able to manifest my be- best life is toxic people. Okay, so you are the product of the people that you spend the most time with. You've probably experienced this when you've been around negative people. You come away from those people and even though you physically left them, you can still feel the energetic effect of being in their presence. So it may be that, you know, you come away and you feel drained, you feel exhausted, your energy just feels off, you know, especially if you've been around people who, you know, maybe complain about a lot of things, maybe they're stuck in victim mode, they only ever see problems rather than solutions, they've got a very negative mindset, they've got perhaps a very much a scarcity mindset. So for me, just giving up toxic people, maybe they're just people that just like to gossip and bitch and moan about life rather than focusing on the positive. Now, with full disclosure, this giving up um, toxic people, I don't want this you to take this as to mean I can't be there for people when they need me. Because there's definitely a difference between somebody, you know, genuinely needing your support and, you know, having that sort of negative period in their life where they need you and, you know, being there for that person, especially those people that you really care about. There's a difference between that and people that just constantly bring toxicity toxicity into your life. People that just never want to see solutions, people that only ever want to focus on problems or bitchiness or, you know, relationships that you've realized just do not serve you at all. You're not actually deriving any real benefit from. And a big part of me kind of stepping into my power and really being able to manifest more positive things in my life meant giving up the people that were weighing me down. And you know, there was certain people in my life that I just knew I wasn't getting any value from being around them. They didn't bring much positivity into my life. And it's, you know, it wasn't from a place of, oh, 
you need me and you know because you're being negative I can't be around you anymore it was kind of from that place of I know no matter what I do or no matter what I say no matter how much I'm there for you you're probably not going to allow that positivity in and it's not to say that these relationships will forever be out of my life it might be a time when there may be a time when you know things change and I am able to create more space for that relationship but yeah I think it's just not being afraid to give up the people that are weighing you down so often we hold on to relationships from a sense of duty or obligation or you know because we feel guilty without actually asking ourselves is this really serving me what is what am I getting from this how how does this relationship benefit me sometimes our relationships can become very very one-sided where we kind of give all of ourselves to a relationship without actually getting much back and there has to be that balance a relationship has to serve you as well okay and this is the thing the signs from the universe they're never random like we sometimes have these moments and we think oh well that's a coincidence it's not a coincidence this is a subtle nudge from the universe so either state to the universe what your sign is so um you know give a very clear direction universe i want you to show me a pink flamingo or you know butterflies whatever it is and then start to pay attention or as i said it might be a sign an image that comes to you during meditation and when you see this sign Take it as a gentle nudge from the universe that yes, you're on the right path. Yes, you've made the right decision. Yes, your desires are on the way to you. Everything is working in your favor, okay? What I will say at this point is this strengthening your faith in in the universe, it is so important. What I see often play out with people is that they're very good at doing the first part of the manifestation process, which is doing the work on their beliefs, on their energy, getting clear on what they want, taking that inspired action. And they start to take that inspired action and their desires don't manifest instantaneously. And then they start to doubt that the universe is actually supporting them. Because their desires aren't instant, they start to worry that, well, what if this isn't working out for me? What if I've chosen the wrong path? What if I fail at this? What if I can't have what I want? And off the back of that, they will start to work harder. They'll start to do more. They will start to try and control the outcome. They'll start to try and force things to happen. And I often see this a lot with our students that we work with that are building a coaching business, right? You know, maybe they've finally launched their business to the world and you know, they're wanting to get that client within the first week of launching and it doesn't happen. Maybe for some people it does, but for some people maybe it doesn't happen. And then they start to think, well, I just need to do more. I just need to show up more. I just need to be more. I need to create more content. And they get themselves into this hustle mode mentality and forgetting that by doing that, they are no longer taking inspired action. So remember that We have to be taking action towards our goals, but that action has to be inspired. It has to feel fun. It has to feel joyful. It has to feel light. When we put this huge amount of pressure on ourselves, that inspired action quickly becomes uninspired action. It feels like an uphill struggle. It feels like a chore. And why is this? It's because that that faith in the universe has weakened. 
we start to doubt that we're actually being supported. If you knew with every inch of your being that the universe was going to deliver on its promise, the universe was going to give you exactly what you wanted at exactly the moment that was meant for you, you wouldn't find yourself slipping into that hustle because you would trust that you didn't need to do more, that the universe was gonna show up and play its role in the process. And that's the thing, when you, you do too much, when you try and control every you know, part of the process and try and do everything, you're not leaving that space for the universe to work its magic. Now, I wish I could share with you an image to accompany this podcast. And the image is, it was actually, it came up during a session that I was doing with one of our students in the Click Academy. And she shared this meme. And it was essentially two ladders. Um, It was uh, an image. And it had two sets of ladders and, and people, two little stick men trying to climb up the ladder. And on one ladder, the ladders, the steps were very close together. So there was lots of little steps that led to the top of the ladder. And on the second ladder, the steps were spaced a lot further apart. And so you had the stick man on the first ladder very easily able to climb up that ladder because the steps were very close together. And so he was able to get to the top of the ladder very quickly. Yet the other image, the stick man couldn't even reach that first step. It was so hard and he was sort of jumping to try and reach that first step of the ladder and he wasn't actually getting anywhere. You know, it was this sort of idea of this uphill struggle you know, the step ahead of him, the next step was far too big, was far too high. And so he wasn't actually getting anywhere. And so though, so this image very clearly symbolizes the importance of those small steps that are going to lead you to your desires. Often when we think about manifesting, we focus very much on that end goal, right? The big picture, that you know, that big goal that we're looking to achieve. So maybe you're looking to achieve that, you know, the dream house or the dream business, or maybe it's a really big, exciting income goal. And yes, of course, it is important to be able to visualize and to see that end goal, to see yourself in your dream life, you know, in your dream career, the most successful version of you, the most abundant version of you, you know, in the perfect relationship. Of course, it is important to see that end goal. However, The thing that often gets neglected is the incremental steps that you will take in the run-up to that goal, okay? We forget the process. We forget that we're not just going to go from A to B. There's the stuff that happens in between. And often when we think of where we are now and where we want to be, it's almost looking like that, that second ladder, You know, the the step, the first step, there's too big of a jump between where we are now and that next step because the next step for us is the, you know, the, the end goal, the dream, right? And so what we're doing is we're creating this huge gap between where we are now and where we want to be. And we almost make it impossible for ourselves to get there or it's very challenging for ourselves to get there. It can take a long time to get there because it's too big of a step, right? And then this is when we start to create a lot of resistance because we start to think that's too far out of my reach. It feels impossible for me. It feels unachievable. I can't get there. The self-doubt starts to creep in. And all of these things are just going to slow down the manifestation process. 
Okay, so think about that stick man on that first step and he keeps trying to, you know, strive to get just to that that next step and it's just a struggle and it's exhausting and it feels like hard work. What ends up happening? He ends up giving up, you know, or, you know, he says, oh, it's too difficult, I can't do this. And so he gives up until he, you know, perhaps rests for a little bit and then he decides, you know, I'm going to give it another go. It's the same kind of principle when it comes to your dreams, right? If we are so focused on getting there and we kind of have this end vision of our goal and that's the only thing that we're focusing on, the leap from where we are now to where we want to be can sometimes feel too big. There's too much resistance that's going to keep derailing us, right? It's going to keep us you know, second-guessing ourselves, doubting ourselves, lacking confidence, you know, fearful about whether we can get there because it's so far removed from where we are at the moment. Now, as I said, it's not that we forget about this end goal, but we want to focus on the smaller steps, the incremental upgrades in between, okay? We want to create for ourselves these easier steps so that we can climb up that ladder very, very quickly, Okay, because there's lots and lots of little steps in between that make the path from getting from the bottom of the ladder to the top of the ladder very easy and effortless. You're all a mixture of both the masculine and the feminine energies. You know, just because we are a woman doesn't mean that that is, you know, our energy is is only feminine. Okay, there is a place for both the feminine and the masculine. However, what typically tends to happen for many women is they rest far too much into their own masculine energy. Okay, so this often translates into working hard, burning themselves out, forcing themselves to do things. Um, you know, pushing for things to happen, um, getting stuck into that hustle mode mentality, getting into this very competitive sort of nature, putting a lot of stress on top of themselves and wondering why things aren't working out for them. So despite the hard work, they just don't seem to be getting any further in terms of their goals, in terms of their, their desires. And there's a reason for this. And it comes back to one of the key principles of the law of attraction, which is we manifest based upon how we feel, okay? We manifest based upon our energy. So when we're talking about the feminine and the masculine energy, if we're leaning too much into one over the other, and we're not in that sort of energetic alignment, we're not balancing the feminine and the masculine, we're not going to feel good because of that. So when we slip too much into the masculine, we don't tend to feel great. This is often when we feel drained, perhaps we get ill, we get stressed, we feel guilty for taking time off, um, you know. So it's all of that thing, um, all of that sort of negative energy, which really holds our manifestations away from us. Everyone's sweet spot is going to be different. And what actually made me realize this was a conversation I was having with somebody who isn't in the coaching space, but is very much, you know, into personal development and really knows and understands about this stuff. And they're a business owner. And I was sort of discussing my sort of experience. And she was explaining to me that this is very much kind of her way of working now. And it really works for her. And, you know, she doesn't have a structure and she 
you know, she doesn't have a to-do list and she's really released any kind of pressure. And it's kind of, there's, there's no sort of stress really within her life. And she says for her, like she'd been living her life this way in the past sort of year and it was really working for her. And it made me realize that that maybe was her sweet spot, but it certainly wasn't mine. When we are in what I call the manifestation gap. So this is when you are in that state of waiting for your desires to manifest and and why that gap exists. So you've let the universe know exactly what it is that you want. You've got clear on what it is that you want, the goals that you want to achieve. Maybe that's within your business. Maybe that's financial goals. You've got really clear and specific and intentional about those goals. And you started to do the work to transform your beliefs um, and shifting any of those beliefs that don't align with those goals. And you've also started to do the work on raising your vibration. And you're then in this sort of waiting game where you basically are having to hand things over to the universe trusting in the universe that your intentions, you've made your intentions clear, you've done the inner work, you're feeling aligned, and now you're just waiting for those desires to manifest. And you're giving all of your focus and all of your attention to what it is that you want, knowing that when you think about what it is that you're desiring, you're attracting it into your reality. Now, as soon as you start to do that inner work and start to align your thoughts with what it is that you want, unfortunately, it isn't the case that your desires just drop down from the sky. You know, as soon as you decide that, okay, I want to make a million dollars, you don't just think that thought once and a million dollars just drops into the sky. And I think for a lot of people, they struggle with the law of attraction because they struggle not with getting the clarity, not with... Um, you know, transforming their beliefs, they, they find that part okay, you know, it's doing the inner work, that's, that's fine. The thing that a lot of people really, really struggle with is this idea that they've then got to wait, they've then got to hand things over to the universe, surrender to the process, let go, and trust that the universe is going to give them exactly what they want at exactly the moment that they are meant to receive it. So it's this manifestation gap. What you actually need to do is you actually need to change your perception about this gap. And rather than seeing it as a negative thing, actually change the way you're perceiving this gap and recognize that the manifestation gap is there to serve you. Because if we think about things the other way, imagine if, let's say, for example, imagine if you thought one negative thought and all of that sudden, all of a sudden that negative thought came to reality straight away. The, you know, the, if we think about the opposite to be true, we wouldn't want that to happen. Let's say you were thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm really scared, I'm gonna be broke. And then all of a sudden your money just completely disappears from your physical world. In those times, we are grateful that the manifestation gap exists because once we recognize that we are in that pattern of negative thoughts, we have some ch time to change our thought patterns so that, we can shift our thoughts into directing them to what we do want and away from what we don't want. We have time to change it all around. So that, ma that manifestation gap in those circumstances, it is there to serve you.
And so it needs to exist. It needs to exist because negative thoughts are inevitable. To only ever be thinking positive thoughts is, is quite a lot of pressure to put on ourselves. Every now and again, we're going to get a negative thought that pops into our mind. And that is okay because just because it's popped into our mind once doesn't mean it's just going to drop from the sky and we are going to experience that. We have this gap and it gives us that opportunity to turn things around. And whilst it um, you know, might be a frustrating thing to experience this gap when we're waiting for something that we do want, it, the universe doesn't distinguish between what we do want and what we don't want. It's the same rules apply for both. When you think about something, you give it energy. The more energy you give to it, the quicker it appears in your life. Surrendering to the things that we can't control. How do you allow yourself to surrender to what you can't control and to let go? Trusting that things will work out for you eventually. Trusting that when you do experience setbacks or you know, times when things feel like they aren't going your way, that there's a reason for those things and things will eventually work themselves out. Nothing in nature blooms all year round. Neither should we. Okay? Nothing is constantly shining its light in the brightest possible way, 24-7. We go through these cycles, just like the seasons, just like, you know, if you look at a tree, that tree isn't going to be blossoming all year round. In the winter, it's going to look sparse, but then it renews itself and it comes back to life again. And this is how we want to approach ourselves as well, recognizing that we too have seasons. We too are going to go through times where it's much more about slowing down, tuning inwards, resting, recuperating. There's going to be times of, you know, our cycles where we are feeling more energized, when we have more creativity, when we feel like we are unstoppable, but that isn't going to be 24-7. So I think it's allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to have those moments where you slow down, knowing that this is completely normal, knowing that this is what nature intended. And when we go with nature, rather than going against nature, that's when we are in the flow, okay? Remember when we try and force things or push things or control things, we create more resistance. And what we do is we actually block our desires even further away from us. Think about what happens if we get to where we want to be through working hard, what does that do? It solidifies this idea that we need to continue to work hard to receive and the universe does not want you to receive in this way. If we get to where we want to be through sacrificing things, whether that's time with loved ones, maybe we have to sacrifice our self-care. If we get to where we want to be through that sacrifice, we are solidifying this idea that that's what we must do to get to where we want to be. And the universe does not want you to receive in that way. The universe is protecting you from creating a set of beliefs or ideas about who you need to be and what you need to do in order to get there. So you might think, that the universe is not on your side by holding you back from your desires, when in fact, the universe is championing you every step of the way, but it does not want you to receive in that way. 
It doesn't want you to get there by having to do certain things that put you out of alignment. Now, this is a really important message because I find so often I hear this, you know, I'm doing everything I can and I'm showing up, but I'm still not getting to where I want to be. And if you take a step back and look at what you're doing and who you are being right now, can you honestly, hand on heart, say you are being completely true to you? You are completely acting in alignment from a place of joy, from a place of ease. Are you working in a way that feels fun? Are you really, honestly, showing up how you want to for, you know, for your life moving forwards? Or are you feeling like you're doing what you've got to do right now to get yourself to that next step and then telling yourself, when I get to the the next step, then I can relax, then I can take it easy, then I will allow things to be joyful because it doesn't work like that because who you're being and what you're doing right now is creating the benchmark for who you need to be moving forwards. Remember, if we are Let's say you're showing up today and you are working full out, okay? You are doing all of the things. You're working hard to the point that you're stressing yourself out. You're acting from a place of fear and a place of panic. Maybe you're not eating well. You're not exercising right. You're not, you know, taking care of yourself in the right way. And let's say you are kind of caught up in this hustle, but then you make it. (laughs) You hit your goal, you get to where you want to be. What does that do? It reiterates that this is what is required of me in order to get the things that I want in life. That experience shapes our beliefs moving forwards. It tells us, okay, well, this is what I believe to be true because this is what I've experienced before. I've experienced this success and that success has been a product of working hard. But the universe does not want you to receive in that way. But let's say all of your success come comes at the moment that you allow things to be easy, you relax, you tap into the joy, you take the pressure off yourself, you drop the guilt, you act from that place of knowing and trusting that everything's working out. Let's say you received success from that place. How much better does that feel? That is what you want to create for your life, right? You want to believe that that is how success can be. So the universe is protecting you. The universe is doing you a favor by cutting you off from your desires because it does not want you to receive in that way. So I couldn't really talk about keeping my vibe high without talking about having in place a great daily morning routine. Starting your day in a way that's going to leave you feeling empowered, in a way that you're already focusing on how you feel, your vibration, and doing things that really make you feel good. So I've created another podcast episode previously on the morning routine that helps set me up for success. Um, So yeah, I would strongly recommend you check that episode out if you haven't done so yet. But I think, yeah, how, how our energy is for the majority of the day all determines, it all depends rather on how our energy starts at the beginning of the day. And if you create some space for yourself first thing in the morning for yourself, for your mindset, for your own self-care, um, you know, it could be things like meditating, journaling, affirmations, maybe exercise, 
that is naturally going to raise your vibration first thing. And that energy is then much more likely to stay with you for the rest of the day. Now, investing in yourself, it's a conversation that comes up pretty frequently within coaching circles. I think coaches themselves are very good at understanding the importance and power of investing in yourself, mainly because they've experienced it for themselves. You know, as a coach, you have to invest in lots of different things in order for you to really step into your power as a coach, to get your business off the ground, to get trained as a coach, to work on your own mindset. And I think having gone through that process yourself and having seen how powerful investing in yourself can be, I think coaches just really get that. And so there is this mindset when people step into the coaching world that as you continue to invest in yourself, you continue to grow. You continue to manifest bigger and bigger things. And I've experienced this for myself. And so I thought what would be really good to share with you guys for this episode is the things that I've personally invested in myself in and the impact those things have had on my life. But let's just talk about investing in yourself and what I mean by this. Because I do, of course, mean financially investing in yourself and the things that you can do or the things that you can spend money on to further yourself in life, to get you closer to your desires, to raise your vibration. But I'm not just talking about how you can financially invest in yourself. Investing in yourself also means investing time and energy. It means investing in you know, making yourself a priority. So I also want to cover a little bit of that in today's episode as well. But as I said, let's just talk about the things that I have really invested in for my own personal journey and how these things have helped me grow and how these things have had that ripple effect when it comes to the manifestation process. Because what I have seen, and I've heard this so many times from other women too, is that the amount I've had invested, the amount I've invested in myself has had a direct correlation to the amount that I've been able to receive in my life, okay? And so it's almost like the more I invest in myself, the more I allow myself to receive. And it's almost this sort of like balancing effect. It's you showing the universe, I am worthy of receiving. I deserve success. I deserve self-care. I deserve investing in myself. And when you put that energy out there, the universe is going to match that by sending you things in return. So often when we're talking about financial investments, we often approach these things from a very much a lack mindset. There's the fear around investing in yourself because you fear spending that money, fearing that that money won't come back to you. Okay, and so it's not just a case of actually taking the step to invest in yourself, but it's also adopting the right mindset as you do. That mindset of everything that I spend on myself is going to come back to me tenfold. In fact, that was a mantra that I adopted pretty early on when it came to my own investments I was making. Everything that I spend on myself comes back to me tenfold. It's this idea that when we live abundantly, the universe is going to reward us ten times more abundantly. And I've seen this play out so many times. 
you know, whether it's investing in my business, you know, spending money to help my business grow. I've seen the knock on effect. And the effect of that is that my business has grown 10 times more. Okay. Or if I've invested in my own personal development, I've then gone on to witness these huge shifts when it comes to my own personal growth. Okay. So it's this idea that as you take that step to invest in yourself, you are going to be compensated for that, okay? You're not losing anything, okay? The idea that the word investment itself, it means to put something in, in order to get more back, okay? If we think about when people invest, let's say, in the stock market, the idea is is that you're putting money into something that is going to then reward you, you know, twofold, fivefold, tenfold, you know, you're gonna get more back than what you initially put in. Okay, so this word investment means to get more as a return. That's really what we're doing here. We're not just spending money for spending sake. We're not just here to get from A to B. We're not just here to get things done. We're not just here to manifest the end result, but we're here for the joy of co-creating. And when you invite more fun and more playfulness into your life, and you're not afraid of being the beginner, you're not afraid of failing or getting something wrong, when you are a little bit more playful with life, you get what you want far easier. And there's going to be joy within that too. Okay, so often we get focused on that end goal. You know, oh, I want you know, to be successful, or I want to be really good at this, or I want to have all of these things. But what is the point if getting there, getting from A to B, we are just miserable? Because something I will tell you is there will always be something more that you want. There's always going to be something more that you desire. You're not just going to get to that big goal you've got and then be content. Because a big part of human nature, I believe, is this desire to be constantly progressing, to constantly be evolving. Okay, so you might be thinking, oh, well, once I have all of the money in the bank, then I'll be happy. Or once I have that dream house, then I'll be happy. Yes, you may very well be very, very happy, but you will still crave and desire something more. Okay, because I do believe that that's just human nature, this desire to constantly evolve, constantly progress, constantly better ourselves and our lives. Something I know is that it's quite easy to feel joy when we're distracted by our successes in life. And when we are joyful and successful, what happens is other people then respond to us in a certain way. And I'd had this, you know, people saying, oh, look how amazing things are for you. It's great to see your business going so well. It's great to see that so many people are raving about your book. You know, it's so exciting that you're buying this house. You know, when I was joyful and successful, people were responding to me in this really positive way. This is what happens. We get praise, we get validation, we get admiration. And then this actually then makes us feel even more happy. But really, what this is doing, is just reinforcing the same narrative. That we require something outside of us to bring us our joy. But what if we strip all of that away? Who are we then really? We end up becoming addicted to this version of ourselves. You know, the one that people look up to, the one that people admire. I had certainly become addicted to this version of myself because it felt good. And here's the thing. 
I would never fully be able to experience true joy and happiness if the joy was just a facade. And I realized that that was what had been happening. The joy and the happiness, this was just a facade. They were just emotions that I was wearing to really actually mask how I was feeling underneath. You know, that version of me was the one I wanted the world to see. As I said earlier, you know, we want the world to see us at our best. We want the world to see us as joyful, happy, successful, content, fulfilled. It was that version that I wanted the world to see. And that version of me was relying on the things external to me to fuel it. I needed the perfect family, the successful business, the money, the dream home, in order to reinforce and remind myself of who I thought I was. But these things were just filling the void. They were distracting me from the fact that without those things, I felt empty. Now, my point is, when you think of yourself Are you remembering who you really are? Or are you remembering who you think you need to be? Because there is a difference. Now, the difficulty comes when we are somebody, perhaps a coach, somebody who inspires others, who desires to positively impact others. You want to be that inspiration. You want to be admired. You want to be significant in the lives of others. There's a difficulty here because we assume that those we lead don't want to see the real us. They can't possibly see the real us. The world wants the polished version. And partly this is true. That version of us is exciting. That version of us represents the possibility of what is available to others. You know, when you can show the world all you've achieved and what you've created, it sets the standard for what is possible for others, especially those that you lead. However, when you get quiet and alone, maybe you've noticed those feelings begin to creep in. Maybe it's feeling flat. Maybe it's feeling disconnected. And then we convince ourselves that it must be because we need to achieve more. Maybe we've just become numb to our current level of success. It no longer satisfies us anymore. Therefore, we must reach for that next level. But this ends up being a hunger that we just cannot appease. And so whilst you may think it's better to show up as who you think you need to be, it only serves you for a short while. It's a fleeting moment of false happiness that just leaves you wanting more. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having the external things. I have to be very clear on this. Of course, it feels good to have those things. But we need to remind ourselves of who we are without the external things to validate us. And we have to learn to love that imperfect version of ourselves. And we have to know that our vulnerabilities do not diminish our strength. We don't let things come to the surface because we fear if they do, they're just going to drown us. They're just going to drag us down. The truth is, there is space for duality, the pain and the pleasure. And what I know to be true is that we can experience pain whilst still being powerful at manifesting an amazing reality. And we do this by each day Allowing space to feel into who we really are. 
Not the version of us that we want the world to see, but who we really are. So before we start distracting ourselves with our business, our family, the money, the goals, before we start distracting ourselves with all of that, we first must remind ourselves of who we really are right now and accept and love that version of ourselves fully. to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.